Welcome to the Biases Side. Too much? No, no, that's good. That's good. Do it like that. Welcome to the Biases Side podcast. And we are coming to you live after the Lakers win the NBA championship. Too much? No, no, you're good. What's your name? My name is Chet Thomas. (laughs) That's... (laughs) I thought you were gonna that say Jeffrey Jacobo. Oh no, I thought that was like my my like reporter alter ego. Like, and uh, my name is Wyatt. <laughs> How's that? How's Chet that? And Wyatt. <laughs> Chet, Chet and Wyatt, your favorite ESPN reporters. <laughs> Chet and Wyatt, I like it. From now on, call me Wyatt. <laughs> No, seriously though, guys. This is Jeffrey Jacobo, and this is Josh Loera. This is the Bias Aside podcast. Welcome back to episode six. We told you we'd be more consistent, and we are here. Me and Josh, I think we're pretty proud of ourselves because we've tried to start podcasts in the past, and we would get one episode in, and then <laughs> we yeah, it didn't work hear out from us again. <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this on a consistent basis. We're getting people that are tuning in every week, and we have to make sure we do it for you guys. So appreciate you guys for Definitely. tuning in. Uh, last week, I was in the middle of a cave in the Grand Canyon, so there's a lot of echo. And now <laughs> I'm in my closet. So hopefully that's all uh, fixed. So I apologize about the sound issues last week. And... Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, Did contrary happen? to popular belief, man, we uh we do not record in like a fancy studio or anything. Yeah, I, I just Nor recorded do we my do guest this in room. Person. Nor do we do this uh, in front of each other. So there's a lot of technical yes. uh, difficulties that one can run into. So exactly. But look, man. Did anything you know, uh, interesting happen over the weekend, or was it just um, anything that we could talk about, or? You know what? I don't know. I can't think of anything. You what know, could have I, possibly happen? I do have one thing, and I think you'd appreciate this. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, play this. The Yankees lose. <laughs> That's right. The Yankees lose. <laughs> Man, I think your dad... If I'm going to save what I have to say about that for later. All right, cool, cool. But if you're a Yankees fan listening to this right now, I am not sorry. <laughs> I am not sorry. I, I think your dad would appreciate that, so I uh, played that for your dad. Oh, yeah. No, he would definitely appreciate that. So, yeah. thank you for that. But um, as baseball continues, basketball just came to an end, man. Ooh, nice transition. Yeah, <laughs> nice you know, transition. I, I like that. I I've like been doing that. this for six episodes, man. I'm, I'm learning a little bit. <laughs> a vet. <laughs> vet. <laughs> so, listen, man. The Yankees... Yeah. Uh, the Yankees... <laughs> Uh, the Lakers, the Lakers won, um, and they beat the Heat in six games. So, uh, for those of you that uh, I don't know, maybe you guys know, maybe it's the first episode you guys are tuning in. I am a Lakers fan. I am a Lakers fan. Overall, I'm very happy for the city of Los Angeles. Uh, I think there was um, just a lot of, obviously, with the death of Kobe Bryant. Uh, they were kind of going through it, and I'm glad that the Lakers won for the city of Los Angeles. Me personally, I'm not 
the most um I'm not that emotionally attached to this team. I mean, it's the first year this team just kind of got assembled over the season, so I'm not that emotionally attached to the team yet. But, you know, um it was nice. It was a nice story at the end of the day, and I think it did kind of have to happen. It had to happen the way it did, I feel. Um so I kind of wish game six was a lot more interesting. It was kind of anticlimactic, nothing really to it. It was like a 30 point lead by like the third quarter. So not much to talk about there. Do you want to talk about game five? Yeah. I mean, game five was (laughs) for, for NBA Twitter. That was the game. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of hoping that was kind of, that was going to be a, uh, a, uh, uh, what's the what do you call it kind of uh, a a foresight of what game six and game hopefully game seven was going to be like but uh but it obviously wasn't but game five there's a lot we can kind of talk about um honestly at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because the lakers won at the end of the day you know because of uh the the story after the the game was danny green uh missing a wide open shot uh i guess maybe we could just kind of start there yeah so, sure. so my issue with it is, I think we're a little bit at a disagreement here. <laughs> um, in the last play, we see that LeBron drives in. He he ends up having two defenders come up on him, and one of those being Jimmy Butler, one of those being Duncan Robinson. He gets tied up. Passes it out to Danny Green, and Danny Green is way short. And I think where a lot of things gets, where a lot of where a lot of it gets lost is where Markeith Morris gets the rebound and just completely airballs it. And I think he hasn't gotten a lot, you know, enough um, <laughs> crap for it, you know, for the lack of a better word. And I think there needs to be a lot of blame towards his way. I don't really think it was a shot personally. I think it was a pass to AD. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, no, it was definitely a pass to AD. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Just making sure that that, that we're on the same page. Yeah. So, some yeah, people so, thought it was a shot? I think some people thought it was a shot, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, his aim is obviously bad on that pass, <laughs> but I don't think his aim is that bad for it to be that off on a shot yeah like he yeah. didn't even like it wasn't even shooting motion he kind of just like tried to just float it over to make sure yeah. it got to ad but, but you know at the end of the day like with two it. seconds left i kind of wanted to shoot it like just put it up you know like have it you know like have it hit the rim or something you know but yeah it's kind of you know that's kind of a an issue when you do have two stars like LeBron and AD, sometimes I feel like some of these role players just automatically their eyes go to them in these type of situations. So, so for for me, yeah. So I'll just go ahead and say how I feel about it, right? I think there was these were two cases, right, with the LeBron passing it to Danny Green and Morris trying to make that pass to Davis. That was two cases where maybe the right play wasn't the right play. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of people took issue with LeBron passing. You know, a lot of people say you're the best player. You got to win us the game. Go to the basket. Maybe you get a foul call. 
you know, and you have to win it from the free throw line. But at least the game is in your hands. Don't put it in Danny Green's hands. And then, like you just said for Marcus Markeith Morris, take the jumper. But instead, he saw AD had good post position, so he tried to get it into him, but the pass was just awful. So now he looks stupid, too. So right. it's one of those things where they had the right intentions, but because of the way things turned out, now they look crazy. Like, if Le- if Danny Green sinks that shot, then, I mean, what is there to criticize LeBron about? You know, no, and yeah, if, I don't even think it'll be. I don't think it'll, it'll probably yeah, be no criticism. Exactly. It'll be nothing but praise, to be honest. It'll be like, yeah, yeah, because oh, well, I mean, Jordan trust. is Michael Jordan has a famously known play like that where he deferred mm-hmm. to somebody. Well, not deferred, but he trusted his teammate, right? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Markeith Morris as well. If he makes that pass, AD goes up, knocks in a layup. Yo, Markeith, what a pass, boy! Yeah, yeah. You know, but this things just didn't turn out the the right way. But um, so so what did you think about the? the let's start with the pass. What did you think about that? Should LeBron have passed it? Should he have taken it? How do you feel about that? Yeah, so I think ultimately it's the right play. I I do not disagree um, there at all. I think it is the right play. I think if we look back on history, LeBron did the same thing with Kyle Korver, where he passed it to him in the corner. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green, five fouls in the bonus, and he dishes it out to Kyle Korver to win the game. Yeah. It's one of those issues where I just know Draymond Green probably won't be as aggressive considering he has five fouls and being in the bonus. Um, And when you dish it out to Kyle Korver, it's just as great of a shooter as he is, that's not the person I want shooting it at, you know, in that moment. And I think it was the same situation here. LeBron... LeBron is such a point A to point B player, point B being the rim. Like, he gets there at will. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Jimmy Butler kind of, like, gave him a little bit of, of a detour <laughs> on that is kind of puzzling to me because Jimmy Butler isn't – Jimmy Butler is a really strong dude. He's in the top percentile of of his physical ability, you know, and strength mm-hmm. in, in, in the league. But I just don't think – Jimmy Butler can do that to LeBron. And it's almost, I actually think the play was drawn up for, for Danny Green. I really do. Cause the way he waited for that screen and then he drove in where he almost forced Duncan Robinson to follow. Like Duncan Robinson, he was like, I have no choice. I have to go in. So was it the right play? I think it was the right play. I just don't think I, I would have wanted it to go down that way. I think you drive in, you be more aggressive. Like I said, nobody can really stop LeBron from, you know, from going to the rim. And if you go in there, I think nine out of ten times he's going to get fouled and you win it at the line. That's that's my call. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, I feel like Danny Green gets paid $15 million a year to make wide open threes. So if LeBron gives you a wide open three, no contest. You just got to knock it down, man. That's your one job. And, you know, LeBron is a point guard. That's his position. So he's just doing what point guards do. He's making the right play. And there's five people on the court. And it's one thing if he passed it to, like, Dwight Howard at the top of the key. Yeah. It would be like, LeBron, are you serious? But he passed it to Danny Green. He's there to play, play defense and knock down open threes at the least. 
Yeah. So that's why, for me, I was. Yeah. That's why I didn't really take any. I didn't really feel like you know, oh, LeBron should have taken it. He should have went up on all four people. I don't know if you saw people saying uh, they wanted to see that like the the Kobe picture going up against like four Raptors. I think I don't yeah. know if it was the Raptors, but he's like in the air, and it's like four people contesting the shot. And they're like, this is what I wanted to see. And I saw someone on Twitter, they replied and they were like, have you seen the rest of the play? And Kobe goes up and he gets his shot swatted. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, is that what you wanted? Like for him to go up on four people or make the right right play like he did. And this is coming from someone who is not LeBron's like number one fan, not even close. But, you know, I... At at the same time, it's it's basketball. He made the right play. I, it, you sometimes you have to look past like the name and what they're supposed to be, and you know legacy and things like that. He made the right play. He kicked it out. Danny Green is is a knockdown shooter, wide open, knock it down. That's it. He just didn't make it. That's it. Yeah, it's that's basketball. Why, that's why I don't I don't disagree with the with the wrong with the with it being the the right play or the wrong play. I, I totally agree with it being the right play. It's just one of those things where if, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for a history of it where where I've seen it in the past and I was just kind of like, man, like, just go up. Get yeah, it's true. Like, take care of it. Like, I want you to be the one. And here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. If we look back, if we look back at the last three or four plays on the heat. Like, who was the aggressive one there? It was Jimmy Butler. Like, uh, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. So it's like, uh-huh. like, no, he did like, he's like, no, if I'm going to, if we're going to win this game, it's going to be because of me. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the type of. I don't want to say leadership because I'm not coming at LeBron's leadership, but that's just what I would have wanted to see from LeBron um, in, in that in that particular play. Just like if you're going to win it for your team, like it needs to be you. I do. You, not You want know what's Dame funny, Dame. though? You know, what's funny, though, that you saying that. And this is like I can't believe I'm doing this because I feel like I'm like really defending LeBron. Yeah. But it's one of those things where let's say he does go up, right? They don't call the foul. He let's say he misses the layup. One, you know you're gonna hear. Here goes LeBron in clutch moments, not coming through. Skip Bayless is ready. He probably had a a, a tweet in his drafts ready to go. You're probably gonna hear yeah. Danny Green was open at the top of the key. True, you know. Yeah, but then you also have your people that are like, no, I want to live and die by LeBron. If LeBron misses. It's fine. As long as LeBron took that shot. I'm cool with that. You know? So there just would have been a lot of... I don't think there's any way to win that unless he just makes the shot himself. Like, that's the only way. Yeah. And... So, my, I think my problem with it... You know, earlier you mentioned Jordan. So you have a couple couple different times where he did that. Steve Kerr and with Paxson, right? Mm-hmm. And... the The thing with me is like... Game six against the Suns, if he doesn't knock that down, Jordan's only going to give you 60 in game seven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, if, if, if the Heat didn't come out in game six like they did, <laughs> like, if they were more competitive like they've been the whole series, like, easily this could have been a game seven situation. Fortunately yeah. for the, for the Lakers, they, they, they were absolute garbage game six. But the fact that, I mean, I don't know. I think LeBron, if 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 this would have turned out any different, LeBron would have been beating himself up for the rest of his 
you know, and I know he's he's done. He always talks about it that basketball is like such a small thing for him. Like everything he does off the court is like really what matters. But at the end of the day, I know he's thinking about his legacy. He's thinking about where he lands in the all-time greats and stuff. And he doesn't want anything to. I mean, think about it. In his speech at the end, he said, "I want some respect." You know. Right. He's constantly thinking about that. You know. So if for whatever reason the Heat would have come back and just kind of started playing the way you know the way they should have, then yeah, he would have been beating himself up. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> yep. No, for sure. And I mean, I yeah, it's like you said, he would have been beating himself up, but they came back and they came back with the vengeance in Dude. game six. Jeez. So, I mean, they were locked in, man. They were really locked in. How much of it was the Heat playing bad or the Lakers playing pretty much flawless? I think it's a bit of both, right? Yeah. I feel like Miami Miami had to play so hard just to get a win. <laughs> and Jimmy was playing so many tough like like minutes, you know? Like you would have thought Tom Ooh. Thibodeau was his coach again, like real minutes, you know? And yeah. then not to mention Dragic is I mean trying to play on on one leg and it's just you know the lakers are just like i said they have the two best players if the lakers are locked in like you know most of the time lebron and ad they're coming to play but then once those other guys fall in line and they're knocking down their open shots they're supposed to be knocking down yeah it's like there's nothing you can really do so yeah when you have rondo i think it's i think it's a bit of both yeah, when you have Rondo scoring the way he's scoring, we talked about it in previous episodes, but it's like this was never something that was part of his game. Yeah. Like and 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 he's essentially the the third or fourth best player, you know, on the Lakers, you know, and it it's just it's insane like how well everybody played. But there were times like as far as the heat goes, there were times where they just looked so lost where like Bam has the ball like at the elbow and he's just like looking where to pass it like just <laughs> just like constantly yeah. looking and i'm like you gotta do something Which is like, weird i'm like put the ball on the floor you know like it was bam yeah. was bam he didn't have a bad night but there were times where you just needed him you needed things to gel just a little bit more and and they just didn't have it yesterday and and uh but overall like i said this isn't um Honestly, as a Lakers fan, I am happy for the Lakers. Like I said, I'm not as emotionally attached to this team like I am to even the team three years ago, you know. But that yeah. being said, um, it's a it's it's a beautiful story at the end of the day, you know. That's how it ends. So. Yeah, it's not much definitely. to talk about for Game Six. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. They, I mean, they sealed the deal. Um, it's just funny thinking about all these players that are NBA champions now. Caruso's an NBA champion. Dion Waiters, which is funny, he would have gotten a ring regardless. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm sure he was just sitting there, like, oh, I mean, whatever just happens, there happens. Eating his gummy bears. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you got Caruso, Waiters, J.R. Smith is a multiple time champion. Uh, Javale McGee, man, who would have thought Javale McGee from the Wizards? would have three nba championships in the span of what five years man (laughs) 
Yeah, like insane. that's insane, insane man. Yeah. Like a a real contributor on a team too, like in the rotation. Who would have thought, man? Hey, so um, so how how much of you are how how much of you is 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 frustrated at the fact that the Kuz and Tatum debate is finally settled, being that one of them is a champion and one of them <laughs> isn't. <laughs> I know you're trolling me right now. Does that so frustrate you gonna... at all? That that one that that one of them is I'm not going to give champion? you that content, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I've been seeing it online. I've been seeing the Kuz greater sign Tatum memes, and oh, it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, Come on now. That's awesome that Kuz was able to be a contributing player on a championship winning team. But, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. You know he, what's funny? He's the winner at the end of the day. You know, I, 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 I hate that I'm doing this, but <laughs> I go on Lakers Reddit. And the first post that I see is, why should we trade Kuz? <laughs> Oh my! Like, you guys just come on. You guys just came off of a championship, and that's the first post that I see on Lakers Reddit. So they're already they're thinking um, where to improve, and Kuz isn't in their future plans, which is so funny to me. But my favorite, my favorite thing was seeing everyone apologizing, like taking back all their Kuz, Rondo, KCP. Slander. No, the KCP ones. Oh my goodness! No, those were yeah. so bad throughout the year. People were saying that lethal yeah. shooter <laughs> should get a ring. <laughs> like nice i agree kcp was just knocking them down he was uh i'm 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 happy for him he really turned things around oh yeah for sure for sure he um i mean you know they lebron likes to say he doesn't make decisions like that but lebron had i know he had say in who he wanted around him and i mean he built his team and his guys came through for him. Not all the time, but enough of the time. So Yeah. Shout out to them, man. So do we do we wanna go over um you know, just to take a, a little bit to appreciate Miami and just what they did this season? Yeah, for sure. Look, Miami was the fourth seed um on a on a pretty competitive uh conference this year. And the fact that they beat out some of the teams that they beat out, um, the Celtics for me were the team that um, they were the team that I thought was going to go all the way and and go to the finals. I'm not saying they were going to win, but out of the East, I thought it was going to be the Celtics, and they beat them, and then they beat the best team in basketball. <laughs> they were injured, but they beat the Bucks. So it's just crazy. I, I, yeah, it was just a lot of. It, 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 we talked about this before the podcast when we were, you know, just talking me and you. But it was just so many things went right for them, so much adversity, so much kind of like that whole David and Goliath type situation, you know, mm-hmm. in the playoffs for them. For ultimately, yeah. two big players get injured in the in the in the finals. You know, Bam and yeah, Dragic. Super unfortunate. Um, I'm not saying that would have changed the outcome of the finals at all, but. Uh, you just, wanna it, you just yeah. want to see it. You just want to see them in full strength go up against yeah, and, the and, Lakers' and, full strength. And as a basketball fan, you don't want any what ifs, you know? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm for sure, sure for you as a Celtics fan, you think about the Kendrick Perkins thing, you know? Oh yeah. And so, 
and 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 for me you know I, I always think about certain things like that too you know and 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 it just sucks because it can't ever get resolved you know even when mm-hmm. you think about the all-time greats it's like you can't ever put him in the same era so that's unfortunate you know it's like what if what if this happened what if it didn't so basketball right. is a sport that's full of it and uh, of those type of situations so um it kind of comes with the territory but yeah man right. if bam and Dragic would have been healthy you know who knows what, what would have happened and so yeah so as far as appreciation um the the they, they've really um some of these guys too like kind of unraveling kind of starting to find their game hero duncan robinson kendrick nunn um they have they have some bright years ahead of them so. oh for sure for sure yeah that's one thing i mentioned it before and i'll say it again like that was at the time i wasn't a huge fan of the trade but when they did that trade for um when miami did the trade for uh why am I blanking? And Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder. Yeah. I didn't like the trade at first. I wasn't mad at the Jay Crowder part, but the Iguodala part, like, really confused me. But I think, because I actually got in discussion with this about this with my dad. And one thing that I realized about Miami is they got, they have a lot of voices, right? A lot of people who are willing to speak up and Guys that work hard and they don't give up. And if you're not playing well, they're going to tell you, yo, step it up, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one thing that when they played the Celtics, I thought about it and I was like, who do the Celtics have like that? We know we ha- they have Marcus Smart, right? But after that, Jalen Brown's not really a mm-hmm. guy to be talking like that. Kemba Walker is not that guy. Jason Tatum's not that guy. You know, there's not anyone in that locker room or uh, Brad Stevens isn't that guy. Mm -hmm. So there's no one in the locker room. There's no one in that huddle and timeouts to be like, guys, what are we doing? You know, just to get that energy back up. Yeah. Yeah. And Miami has a bunch of those guys, even Haslam, who doesn't play, but he's just that's what he's there to do. Yeah. Get it together. You know, so they always even if they're losing, they can get that that jolt of energy they need to go on a run, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone on that team knows their role also. So no one's out there trying to do more than what they know how to do. Um, they play to their strengths, you know, like Bam was saying in Kentucky, he wasn't able to do certain things. Like he, he I guess Kalapari just wanted him to do certain, like certain skills. And mm-hmm. he was like, I was always capable of more. I just never got the chance. But now mm-hmm. he has a coach who, just putting the ball in his hands and let him, letting him display his playmaking, letting him bring the ball down the court. I mean, the defense was always there. The athleticism is always there. But just using players to the, the best of their ability, giving Duncan Robinson the, the confidence to just let it fly, you know? And, I mean, that I, I, don't, I barely saw him miss mm-hmm. all these, <laughs> the whole playoffs, you know? Yeah. So just the way that they, they put that team together – the way that their coaching is, the organization is ran, it shows in how they how far they made it. So that's one thing I, I appreciated about watching Miami this season. It's just from top to bottom, everyone's just on the same page. And they just go for it. And when you know, a lot of the times when they lose, it's just like 
just because they just were the they just weren't the better team that day. But it's never it's never really because of lack of effort. And that's one thing I always say. I don't care if you lose, but if you give me effort, like I'll take whatever the result is. If you play hard and someone just goes off for 40 just because they had that kind of night, then they just had that kind of night. There's nothing you can do, but just always effort. And that's one thing as opposed to my Celtics, you know, I just sometimes I feel like the Celtics would just disappear. Maybe they'll take a big lead and then they'll disappear or maybe they'll get behind. And, you know, next thing you know, they're down 25 and then with five minutes left, they'll go on like a 15-0 run. And now it's too late. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I just saw that too many times. But Miami's it's never for a lack of effort. So that's one thing I, I will say I appreciate about them. And it shows that it shows in their effort why they made it as far as they did. Just unfortunately, the Lakers are just, I mean, they have two of the top five, top four players in the league right now. So, I mean, yeah. that's tough to go up against no matter who you who you bring up, you know, and honestly, to, play to support them. that point, also, like who's pushing that mentality on the Heat? Like it's Jimmy Butler. So, in terms of appreciation, right. like it's the first team in a long time that Jimmy Butler's like, oh, these are guys, like these are dogs, you know, like I could push yeah. these guys. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't feel that way in Philadelphia, you know, and he for sure right. didn't and- feel that way in Minnesota. So, he never felt like yeah. he could push those guys. He felt like those guys were just way too soft. So, now he gets on a team where he's like, Oh man, like, like, like this is my, like, like this is my, my, my type of environment, you know? So that was nice to right. see, from, you know, and everybody was questioning that, 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 uh, when he signed with the Heat, everybody was like, what? Yeah. Like the Heat? Like, who do you have around you? Right. And you fast forward to, to this and, and sure enough, look, they made it six games against, you know, essentially the, like, like you just mentioned, two of the top five players, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah and so one one thing I will say too about that is what you mentioned, Jimmy Butler. One thing I appreciate about him is he's the type of leader that like he's cut from that Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, even I would throw LeBron in this like this type of uh, cut from this type of cloth where it's like they're they'll be hard on you, but they don't expect you to do anything they wouldn't do themselves. Like those three guys, like Jordan, Kobe, uh, LeBron, they're obsessive about the game. They're in the gym, like they dedicate their lives to basketball. So sometimes they can't understand why other people don't function that way. Mm-hmm. So when they pe- see people failing, it's like, well, maybe if you w- worked harder, maybe if you were up <laughs> at 5 a.m. with me in the gym, you know, and that's yeah, how Jimmy yeah. is. Yeah. He's not yelling at you because just to yell at you is because I've been putting in the work. Are you putting in the work? Right. You know, and he's at this, he's, he's came came to a place now where everyone's willing to match that with him. And he's like, I'm not just the one yelling. People are yelling at me if I'm not doing my part and I'll take it. So everyone's just on the same page. And I feel like he was just struggling to find that. And Mm -hmm. he was just looking like a bully at one point. And now he found a home where it's like, no, we're all about this. We all, when we're yelling at each other and on each other, it's not on some like, you know, I wish, I wish I could trade you. It's more like, I know what you're capable of. Let's be better. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) it's funny because we're talking about leadership. We're talking about what's expected, you know, from, from your teammates and stuff. And 
It, uh, you know, you, you mentioned LeBron, so I just want to mention this small detail. But I don't know if you saw that Rondo said he had to get on LeBron as far as his body language. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. So <laughs> the thing is that LeBron is a unique player. Like, like I don't think there's ever going to be a player like LeBron, like, for sure. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a while, right? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, you have to work on your expectations of other people. You know, like, nobody could just drive in. Nobody's 6'8", 265 pounds, right? So mm-hmm. Rondo was saying how, like, Kuz, right? Like, Kuz would go and he'll, like, miss a wide-open layup. Or KCP would go and he'll screw something up. Mm-hmm. And then you see LeBron and he'll, like, throw his hands up. He'll make a face and just kind of, like, you know, his body language was extremely negative. Rondo was like, I had to talk to this guy and I had to tell him, like, look, these guys grew up watching you. Like, you're their idol. (laughs) And when Mm -hmm. they see their idol, like, throwing their hands up and just, like, you know, like, basically disappointed, right? And then, then, yeah, that's just going to mess up their confidence. He's like, you have to go over there, give them a pat on the back and be like, yo, keep shooting, you know? And when Mm -hmm. they see that your idol is basically backing you up, then it's going to give him that confidence, right, to kind of just keep on doing it. So I always yeah, thought that yeah. was a funny detail. So Rondo, man, like even Rondo, like this series, like talk about a vet, you know, talk about somebody that's been there before, mm-hmm. stepping up to the plate. I mean, I know we already talked about him, but, man, it's just that team, when you look at all the, like we mentioned already, two of the top players in the world and and the vets that they have on their team, it almost seemed just kind of a little bit, um, I don't want to say impossible for the Heat, but just uh, just a little bit too overwhelming. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I still feel, and call me a hater, call me what you want, I still feel like the Clippers were the only team equipped to beat the Lakers. But other than that, I didn't really see... You know, other than my Celtics, but I guess bias aside, um, <laughs> the Lakers just a good hey, team. He's a man of the company. Hey, but hey, listen, you know. My, so my issue with that is like, I I do agree that the Clippers were the only team that that could have beat them. I actually think the Celtics would have given the Lakers a better fight, just considering throughout the the the, the season, just how solid the Celtics looked against them. And I think they even like blew them out one game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did. They did, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, the Clippers to me, like in that Nugget series, I just think they just when you when you're up three one, I just think they just took their foot off the gas, and it's just so unfortunate because it's one of those what ifs that we've been talking about. Like we'll never get that again. So, um, we were talking about before the podcast how like to win a championship, a lot needs to go right. You know, a lot of things need to go right, and. I don't want to say this was just a cakewalk for the Lakers by no means. I don't want to discredit them by any means. But the Clippers losing and the Celtics losing, that 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 really just kind of opened up the doors. <laughs> the yeah. doors opened up and it made it a lot easier for them. But again, like we mentioned, the Heat, they, they put up a fight. It just wasn't it wasn't that good of a fight. <laughs> At least for game right, six. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Not for sure. I mean, it is what it is. 
you know, that's the beauty of sports. You never really know. Like, things don't always go the way they're supposed to go. And, I mean, I don't think anyone besides Lakers and Heat fans would have called a Lakers-Heat finals at the beginning of the season. So, uh, you know, that's, I mean, that's just the beauty of the game. Mm-hmm. Now I have a question for you. Ooh. Considering everything that we've seen so far in LeBron's career, does him winning his fourth ring change anything for you regarding like his all-time rank? You know, does it move him up? Does it keep him the same? Does he have to do a little bit more? Like, what what do you think after this? What does this do for his legacy? Yeah, that that's a that's a really good question, and there's a lot of ways you can go with this. Um, I think it has to. I think it has to. I think it helps his legacy for sure. You know. Uh, the fact that he had AD on his team, that's kind of like, I don't want to call it a cheat code, but it's like, man, like the amount of attention defensively that needs to be drawn towards AD, you know, it makes it a lot easier for LeBron. <laughs> you know, it does. So, yeah. I just feel like, you know, you know, I just think, I think it has to help him out. If, if you say that it doesn't, I think... I think I think you're just a hater, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 I'm not a big fan of LeBron either. I'm not. But look, man, this is just when you win four titles in any league in whatever sport you play, that that's that's huge, you know. And already you mm-hmm. have all the stats to back you up. So LeBron, right. I would have to put him. I would have to put him just on paper. If I don't, then like I said, I'm just a hater. So I'm trying to get away from that. You would have to put LeBron two or three. I would say MJ, number one. And if you want to go two or three Kareem, that's probably the way that I would go. So I don't yeah. know if that, I don't know if, I'm not sure I had him that high before, you know? Yeah. But now I have to. I'm like twisting of the arm at this point. I have to put him two or yeah. three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like you said, the, the numbers are there. Um, probably the greatest all-around player you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't see him taking that number one spot, just because. I mean, I mean Jordan is just—he's <laughs> just in his own. You know, he's in his own class. But I, I do have Kareem at two. Because his resume is just, I mean, yeah. his resume is insane. Say what you want. I know LeBron has an insane resume as well, but that's why he's at three for me. That's why he's at three. So right now, with everything that's being considered, I have LeBron at three. And I think that's a good place to be. That's not even like hating, you know, like being three behind Kareem and Jordan, I think that's like that's in good company. So Oh, for sure. For sure. And and you know, we were talking about this too, and I was kind of debating whether I should get into it or not. But like like LeBron, you know, considering that you have him two or three in in your all time greats, um, doesn't necessarily mean that he's 
at least for me, like he's not the greatest player that I've seen with my own eyes. You know, Whoa, I'm not talking about spicy. <laughs> I'm not even talking. It's that spicy diet coke, man. I've been drinking too much of it. But um, it's just like, and look, I, I'm I'm a huge. I grew up a huge. I mean, I still am a huge Lakers fan. I love the Lakers, and I got to see Kobe with my own eyes. Right, like. Some of these people, like, they got to see Kobe towards the tail end of his career where he was already injured and messed up knees and all this, right? But, like, when you saw prime Kobe, like, that's the best player I've ever seen, right? Now, I have to I have to acknowledge the fact that I can't put him in my all-time greats, even though he's the best player I've ever seen, just because his, his when you look at the stat sheet, it doesn't really reflect that, you know? And I know yeah. that he had a couple years in the beginning of his career coming off the bench and then towards the end of his career also where he was just, you know, injured basically every game, right? But there's certain things that you don't really factor in, right? When you just look at something on paper, you don't factor in the teams that you had to play in the first round and the second round and the third round just to make it to the finals, right? And those 50-plus mm-hmm. teams, 50-plus uh, win teams that Kobe had to beat just to make it to the finals are teams that easily could have been in the finals as well, you know, and, and potentially even won, won it, you know? So for me, Kobe's the greatest player I've ever seen. I just, I have to, you know, just humbly accept the fact <laughs> that I can't put him <laughs> in my all time greats because I don't want, I don't want anybody to ever question, question my credibility or anything, but I don't know, man, that's just, that's just my thoughts. Um, but LeBron, heck of a career. And the thing is, what's scary about it is that he's not even done yet. He probably has like four or five more seasons in him, you know? So um, I could definitely see him playing with Bronny. <laughs> Which who so knows if that's what he's he aiming has, for. Do you think he has four or five more seasons of him like at a high level? Because we've all been waiting for this like decline, but it's it's not coming. So, so my thing was, you know, when I, when I was just straight up and I'm, I'm totally admitting this when I was straight up a LeBron hater where I just couldn't accept anything that he did. I used to always tell myself, oh yeah, all this driving in and dunking and just all that. Like, yeah, watch, watch what happens when your body, you know, when that takes a toll on your body and, and, you know, you don't really have a jump shot. Just like, let's see the way your game is then, you know? Mm-hmm. But LeBron has done a great job evolving. Like, that's another thing, you know? So, he has that three-point shot now. Like, before, if LeBron takes a three-point shot, like, you're going to live with that, you know? But now, like, LeBron, like, that's part of his game now, you know? Like, uh, uh, a, you know, a three-pointer and stuff. And he's not necessarily relying on driving in. It's just, you know, just playing bully ball, basically. My thing is, too, is that, as far as LeBron's longevity, the game, the way it kind of is played now, it kind of caters to somebody like LeBron. So I feel like as the game has changed and LeBron is getting older, like there's really no slowing down in my opinion. So I can definitely see LeBron playing the next four or five years at the same level that he's playing at now. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny? Um, Mentioning like, you know, we kind of always had like similar feelings with LeBron. And I think I'm almost starting to feel how I felt about Kobe. Like I grew up not liking Kobe. 
And a lot of it was because, you know, Celtics, Lakers, you know, the rivalry and everything. Yeah. But towards the end of his career, it's kind of like, all right, I give up. <laughs> he did his thing, you know, like he's a great player. Awesome to watch. You did your thing, man. I got to give it up to you. And I feel like that's where I'm getting to with LeBron. I don't know if I'll ever have the same admiration for him that I did with, for Kobe. But at this point, I'm like, just give it up to him, man. You know? Oh, oh, no, yeah, for sure. And 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 I don't want to cut you off, but like when Kobe died, I was like, man, you know, there's a lot of people that like just down to his last day just hated Kobe. Like, with like like they had such a deep hatred for Kobe, and I'm just like, all right, come on now. Like the guy died, and like this is how you felt his whole career, his whole life, you know? And and I'm like, man, like you never really appreciated because you didn't let yourself appreciate it. So ever since Kobe died, I try to be a lot more open-minded and just appreciate what LeBron has been doing. Because I'm like, God forbid something like that happens to some of these guys that are like, you know, still playing in the league today. And just mm-hmm. because you hated on them their whole career, and then now one day to the next, it's gone, you know, yeah. because of just unforeseen circumstances. It's kind of like, well, that sucks on you because you never got to appreciate it, you know? So right. it's like, yeah, just put it to the side and just, I know it's sports at the end of the day and and everybody's allowed to have their own opinion but i'm just like come on man like just appreciate it for 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 what it is because one day like we said we'll get four or five more years of this lebron and then once he retires like we're never going to see a player like that again you know so right right so yeah man just just hang it up hang it up yeah no I, i completely agree and uh that's one of those things where you know, my for me, it's never been like LeBron the man off the court. You can't really say anything bad about him. Family man, you know, philanthropist, just heavily involved in his community always. You know, squeaky clean record, just, you know, for sure. great role model, yeah. businessman. Absolutely. Always kept his friends around him, brought him, put them in business positions to succeed with him as well. Yeah. So... You know, I, it's never been for me like an issue with him off the court, like as as a man. It's always just been on straight, just sports competition. You know, you're you're the guy that's keeping my team from getting to where I want them to get. So I got a problem with you, and that's it. You know, but other than that, it's like you know, I've you'll never hear me say LeBron is trash. He, oh no, you know, I yeah. might no, I, I might say you know oh, his jumper is suspect. He can't hit free throws in the clutch. Because, I mean, it's kind of true, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for every, I mean, every player has their weakness. So that just happens to be his. You said as a Celtics fan, the way you felt about Kobe. I mean, I could say the same about like Paul Pierce, for example, you know, and, and finally, once he retired, now I have to listen to him, like be an NBA analyst. And I'm like, (laughs) well, dang it. You know, like now I hate the guy even more and I never really got to appreciate his game because now I have to hear him analyze games, you know, and it's like, well, geez. Like, if only I appreciated his game more, you know? So, I totally see what you're saying. So, And you know what? There's a lot of people that feel like you because the Paul (laughs) Pierce slander is out of control. Oh, it's crazy. Like, they act like he can't talk. Especially, you know how, like, Draymond was like, you ain't Kobe. You're not Kobe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. He's not Kobe. He's not at all. Yeah, yeah. But, Draymond, you're not Paul Pierce. (laughs) 
<laughs> not even close. So, I mean, that's true. That is, you true. know, and people just took that and ran with it and try and disrespect Paul Pierce. Like Paul Pierce is a ten-time All Star, oh, NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP. Like you got to put respect on his name. So exactly, that's one of those things where you know people really forget very quickly. And I like when like Ball is Life will put like little montages of his like career highlights because i'm like you gotta let the especially the young kids know that paul pierce isn't just like you know uh kendrick perkins talking crazy where if it's kendrick perkins you can be like what have you done in your career but paul pierce is like no i have every right to like say my opinion on this because i was a i mean i'm all-time great player maybe granted he's not like top 50 maybe not (laughs) <laughs> and even top 70, but he's in there. I mean, considering yeah. how many players I've played in the NBA. So I feel like, especially for the younger generation, we need to just it's go like, on YouTube and search up Paul Pierce highlights for me and just. And it's easy to, it's easy to like to go in on Chris Webber too. I don't think people realize just how nice Chris Webber oh, was yeah. also. <laughs> yeah. Or even Reggie Miller. I know. Reggie, he's a, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, these Reggie guys. and Chris Webber are awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on yeah. Doing games, but those guys were. Chris Webber. Those guys were some real hoopers. The Kings back then. They were hooper hoopers. We'll leave that for a different conversation or a different. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. Kings were a solid team. My my cousin said I said for sure too much, but for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you could just just cut him out. Hey, for sure, just cut him out. Yeah, for sure. I'll do that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just cut him out. Just. Yeah. Every time you say for sure, just for sure, cut him out. How about if I say for show? Ooh, that's better. (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) I know nobody could see this, but you had a little like, like your head kind of just like, yeah, a little head bob. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like a little. Yeah, man. Um, Okay, so I guess we can move on to our next topic. Now that the season's over, what are you looking forward to for next season? There's going to be a lot of different things, a lot of parts being rearranged i'm sure there's going to be trades um a lot of people coming back like what what is there anything specific you're looking forward to and yeah i mean a big part of it is also like obviously with this whole covid thing going on like i'm also curious about that but um i'm i'm just really looking forward to people being healthy man like we say this every podcast you know but or every episode but KD and Kyrie coming back next year, like that's going to be a, a serious issue. And so we talk about some of the injuries this year. We're talking about Clay, Steph, right? Yep. KD, Kyrie. Like just yep. thinking of those guys being healthy, it's such a weird year, those guys not being in it. So I'm really looking forward to Or even think about John next. Wall. He's been gone for oh, two John. years. Yeah, exactly. So. And this guy was and like, he hasn't gained I mean, any to weight. me. And he hasn't gained any weight. So At all. Yeah, and at all. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, but no, but seriously, like, I mean, to me, he was like a top five point guard at one time. Oh, like, yeah. Electrifying, yeah. you know? Layout so package. Him, yeah, all of it. Yeah, definitely. And seeing him and Brad Beal team back up, I don't know if they have the, the, the pieces around them. I do like Rui Hachimura. I do like um, Davis Bertans. Like, I like those guys, but I don't think they really have our Ish Smith, who turns into Michael Jordan every time he plays the Celtics. Uh, 
I don't know why, but he just doesn't miss when he plays the Celtics. But um, <laughs> yeah, no. Let Let's talk about KD and Kyrie though. How for me, I'm interested to see, especially hearing some of the things they're saying. I need to see how they mesh with Steve Nash as their coach. Is Steve going to be a real coach or is he just there because they need a coach? But Kyrie and KD just want to do their thing. No, straight up, straight up. I'm I'm totally okay with Steve Nash just being the coach because they need a coach. Like if he's just there to fill in the spot, like that's fine. I don't care. If you let KD and Kyrie just go out there and play like if they're playing at Rucker Park, I'm all for it. Like, I just want to see those guys just ball, and I think they're going to be a serious issue. If there's any hiccups, it'll be early in the season. They'll figure it out, and I think they're going to be really, really scary. So, um, Do you think they should uh, trade Dinwiddie or uh, Lavert? Yeah, see, that's a good question. I remember we brought that up a long time ago. Um, I don't know if we ever touched on it on, on the podcast, but Lavert coming off the bench – I think that's a that's an instant spark coming off the bench, and I think that'd be great. So, I know that Lavert easily could could um, have a starting role on 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 any other NBA team, but I would love for him to come off the bench. If but that's he's okay that's with my that, biggest thing, him. though. I feel like you're doing him a disservice by bringing him off the bench, man. He's just too talented. Yeah, but but also but but Manu was really talented. You know, Manu can give you forty points. And like he just knew his role. Like that's just one of those things. Like you have KD, but not and everyone is team. built. That's that you have to have that mentality, though. I think he has that mentality. You think so? I think he has that mentality. I think he's just like, yo, just put me where you want me, and like, let's get it. I'll tell you who doesn't okay. have that mentality. <laughs> Didn't what he thinks he's the best player in the NBA. So, <laughs> like, he think he he thinks he should be an All Star every year, and I like him. But that type of confidence yeah, he's a good sometimes, player. I'm like, yo. <laughs> yeah. But I would love Lavert to come off the bench. So do you think they should keep both of them or trade Dinwiddie? Should they keep both of them? Um, I think it might it might affect Dinwiddie more than anything. And I don't, I don't know what his contract looks like. I don't know if he's going to be a free agent soon or if he just... Yeah, so I think... I think he signed until 2021, and I think he has a player option. So if he wants to sign sign out of that, he can do it. But so he has to, unless they trade him uh, next season. Um, they uh, like he really has no way out. But as far as what the Nets should do, I think uh, I don't know, man. Just see how it works out. Just see how it works out. You think I mean, maybe they'd like he's on the team. maybe they do like play to the trade deadline, and see how things are going. Maybe try and raise somebody. Yeah, stock just see how things are going. And... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. I, uh, I wouldn't I be totally mad at that. With that. No. I feel like you kind of do have I mean, to just, just. It's just so much talent. Yeah, I feel like you kind of just have so to give it a try. And mm-hmm. if you know, worst case, like somebody will take Dinwiddie or Lavert if you want to trade either of them. So. You just yeah. do that, but yeah, I'm not mad at that. Who has the better shoes, Kyrie or KD? Oof, KD for sure. Okay, yeah, because it's like close, KD, but... like the KD four to me is a classic shoe, and I don't think Kyrie mm-hmm. has a classic shoe just yet. 
just yet. Yeah. But every single one of them has been solid so far, I feel. The, of the Kyries? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, he hasn't had a bad shoe is what I'm trying to for say. For sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. For sure. For, for sure. For sure. sure. Yeah. For no, sure. no, I, I agree. I, yeah, <laughs> he hasn't put out a bad shoe. Yeah, and the colorways yeah. are always nice and everything. So, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, to me, KD has a lot more, like, statement shoes than, yeah. than Kyrie. But it's going to be cool to see so them, it- uh, like, debut shoes and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I feel like this is the first time like two signature Nike athletes will have like be on the same team. Hmm. I don't. I don't think that's something you could look up. Yeah. I don't know if that's a stat you can look up, but I feel like it is because they both have their own yeah, signature right. shoe. With Nike, and I, I think yeah. that's that'll be the first time that there's two Nike, like signature mm-hmm. shoes. Unless maybe you want to count like uh, uh, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. So I guess Jordan was technically yeah. signed to Nike, even though he had his own brand, right, and right. Scottie Pippen had his own shoe too. But mm-hmm. I think this is the first time. Yeah, that's that. That's interesting. Two players that of that like much. caliber. Right. Had their own like shows you how much star power those guys have. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we also mentioned uh, Clay and uh, Steph coming back, so uh, that should be fun, man. Basketball wasn't the same without those two guys, honestly. Yeah, it wasn't. It just wasn't the same. It was not. And it's funny because um, I think it was on. I want to say Bleacher Report or maybe House of Highlights. I um, they posted a a highlight reel of like Steph just making insane shots and his insane plays and stuff. And I commented um on the biases under the bias aside uh, Instagram page. Like I commented best shooter ever, and man, people came out like the replies. My phone was blowing up and. I was getting so. Were they agreeing with you, or they disagreeing? A lot of people were saying Dame, best shooter Damian ever, Damian Lillard. Oh, uh, and I'm like, wow. I get See, it. Everybody, so many people live in the moment. So many people live yeah, in the moment. Man. They forget what it was a year, or two years oh, ago. Oh my goodness, Steph played this That's season. Crazy. It's I mean, not like he hasn't played. Like he played in 2020. It's not like he was just gone. <laughs> you know. Like, do you really forget yeah, that quickly? Yeah. Like, Steph is a shooter. Like, he changed the game yeah. forever. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Dame is shooting from the logo because of Steph. Yeah. And that's not a knock on Dame. It's just, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean. I mean, his release is so quick. The, see, here's the thing. I, honestly, I can go, I could tell you, oh, well, no, Clay's a better shooter. Like, Clay is, is might technically be a better shooter than Steph. Duncan Robinson, like, who knows? If they had some type of competition, Duncan Robinson might be the better shooter. That's not the yeah, point. Yeah. Like, what Steph Curry could do off the dribble, like, Clay can't do. No, no. Uh, what's his name? Um, Duncan Robinson can't nah. do. Ray Allen can't do. Nah. Reggie Miller cannot do. No. Dame is probably the closest to yeah. it. What he could do off the dribble, yes. Right. But Steph Curry just has so many years of it where it's just... 
Ah, oh, man. Yeah, no. I, I trust me. My phone was yeah, blowing up, <laughs> and I was getting a lot of Dame, and I was like, "Come on, guys, not yet." I mean, Dame. Dame. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Dame is a shooter. It's not a knock. It's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. no disrespect to Dame, but Steph is just Steph is Steph, man. Steph is Steph. He's a champion. He changed the game forever, and yeah. So I don't want to hear anything about Dame when you're mentioning Steph. Um, but yeah, man, oh, having them come back is going to be exciting. I believe they they have the the second overall pick in the draft. So I don't. I, I'm assuming they're going to trade it. So if they can bring in another piece, you know, to complement. You know they got they'll have yeah. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond. Insert big man, you know, or maybe if they want right. to package like Wiggins with the pick, whatever they want to do. But mm-hmm. you see, um, it cracks me up because watching the watching the Warriors this year it was probably like I was so confused because I felt like there was like five D'Angelo Russells. <laughs> Just like running around the court, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but, but, uh, I, I kind of wonder if that's going to be the same next year. <laughs> uh, Steph and Clay come back with everybody dreads. coming out of quarantine, coming out with like the dreads. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, Steph already had the braids. I saw him with the braids. So who knows? Maybe yeah. he'll come out with the dreads. I saw like it. A, I saw it. Like D But that's going to be exciting. I'm excited <laughs> to see what they do. I hope they come back healthy. And the more good teams there are, it just makes the te- like it just makes things more exciting. So um, that's one thing I'm looking forward to: just having more, just more talent. Everyone's coming back healthy and just making things more interesting, man. So that that's one thing. Also, yeah. Here's a question: Do you think that that these guys that had a lot of success in the bubble, you think that's going to carry? Uh, past the bubble so for example let's think of donovan mitchell let's think of jamal murray um even uh the suns as a whole like how do you think how do you think that's gonna that's gonna um that's gonna go in you know into the next into the next season oh i thought you were gonna bring up tj warren i was gonna say no (laughs) but no no (laughs) I I hate to do it. I just feel yeah. like that was a little bit too, no, too, I mean, too much of a fluke. But. For more, like you said, a lot of people live in the moment, and I feel like a lot of people don't yeah. realize that TJ Warren has always been a scorer. It's just mm-hmm. you know he's just he was just scoring at a much higher rate in the bubble, right? Until he met mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. But um, <laughs> as far as Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. I do think that will carry over. Um, we saw Donovan Mitchell get his first all-star nod this year. So I think he's just going to keep building up on that. Um, Jamal Murray has always been talented. I feel like he just caught his stride. And I think he solidified himself as the go-to guy. Um, I mean, the guy barely missed in the playoffs, man. Like, Anytime he missed, I was surprised. Like, whoa, he actually missed, you know? So, um, but yeah, man, uh, I do see that carrying over. And then the Phoenix, um, yeah, I think for sure. A three, three out of three, I see him all, like, 
carrying over what they did because Phoenix is a talented team. Um, I could see them fighting for an eight spot. Man, I hope so. <laughs> I like Devin Booker too much for him to just not ever make the playoffs. Yeah, and, and, and considering how close they were last, you know, in the bubble. It's, yeah, it's and then like DeAndre so. Ayton, I think he missed the first 25 games for like PEDs. Mm. So mm-hmm. they kind of got off. Well, actually, no, they start. They still started off really well without him. But um, I think just coming back with a full team. And just having a full season just to get together and just get that chemistry. I could see them fighting for an eighth spot for sure. And like you said, I'm a big book guy. I think he's a special player. So uh, having him, he, he needs to make the playoffs for sure because has to. he has to. Because a player with that kind of talent to not even sniff the playoffs, you know, he, he doesn't want to end up in like that DeMarcus Cousins where it's like, is he just a good stats, bad team kind of guy? Or yeah, and I just feel like yeah. Book is just not that t- type of player. And he's being loyal. He's yeah. being loyal to Phoenix. He signed. He signed for I think another five years. So he's being loyal to that team, and I respect it. I just hope, you know, I just hope the Devin Booker slander doesn't start up at any point because. <laughs> yeah me neither man i i uh when you say that that when you brought up the whole thing about deandre Aiden not not playing the in the beginning of the season it just goes to show you if he would have been in that rotation and he they let's say they won one game they're making the playoffs yeah <laughs> you know because they had to play in that tournament so just one game would have made the difference for them definitely definitely and you know, um, you know what else? Uh, something I was uh, I was looking forward to, um, coming into next season. This might sound a little strange, but for me, um, I want to keep an eye on Trey Young. And the reason I say that is because, I mean, coming off the season he had, he had a great statistical season, but it didn't translate into wins. And actually, I actually saw before the season, I saw them competing for like an eight seed because I think they have enough talent on that team. And maybe with another piece through the draft, they can do something to kind of help them uh, with what they're going to do. And maybe adding Clint Capella will add a certain thing to their uh, a certain dynamic to that team. But um, Trey Young, I mean, for he'll be forever tied to Luka. There's no, you know, Atlanta's going to have to live with that. Thankfully, it's just almost funny, right? Because Trey Young, statistically, insane season, right? Oh, yeah. But they just happened to trade him for the player who's just having an even... Having a better season? Yeah, like... You, like how do you in, top that? Yeah. In 9 out of 10 trades, you win that trade. <laughs> but, I mean, the yeah. way that turned out is just... It's just funny to see, like, they didn't lose the trade, but they lost the trade somehow. So, yeah. it's just, you know, you have Luca doing what Trey is doing, but at 6'8". So, That's a good point, man. And, and you know, with Atlanta, too, you know, Collins being suspended for, for a good bit of the season. I'm not saying Collins is the answer by any means. By any means. But, um, 
you know, he's he's obviously a factor, and he's kind of growing yeah. into the player that he's going to be also. So right, right. Uh, just as a yeah, just as a, as as a team, um, as a whole, I, I am kind of excited to see what they're going to do. But Trey Young, he had an extremely exciting uh, season, so we'll see how that uh how that how that turns out. Also, definitely, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to keep an eye on him. There's definitely um, I'm going to be watching John Wall, who's one of my favorite point guards before he got hurt. Um, I want to see how him and Brad do. Um, I want to see what the Bucks look like after a disappointing season. I feel like this was their year to win and to not even make it to the conference finals. It's the ultimate failure for me. To me, it was finals or bust for them. So that's a that's a team I'm going to be watching because, you know, the Giannis rumors are I mean, they've been they've been in the air, but now they're starting to pick up steam. So, yeah, because now he kind of put an end to that. I mean, I don't know if you if you uh, if you look into it that much, but, you know, he said that he wants to be in Milwaukee. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) I get that. But Paul George Kyrie, said the same thing about Indiana. He said the yeah, same thing about Kyrie OKC stood in, in front of an entire Celtics <laughs> arena and said, if you will have me, I'd like to resign. You know, oh, it's, things can yeah. change very quickly. So, And especially now that Miami lost in the finals, they can be like, listen, Giannis, you know, you were the missing piece. With you, we would have beat them, you know. So, yeah, there's a... Uh, even though I don't really, I don't really like the idea of Bam and Giannis playing together. That's just me. Uh, to me, that's Embiid and Simmons that's all over everybody. again somehow. <laughs> that's everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's something to to keep an eye on for me. Lamelo. Um, oh yeah, Lamelo's coming next season. Yeah, man, that's gonna be exciting. That's gonna be very exciting. Uh, two out of three, the three Ball brothers. You think that'll be an ESPN? That's like an ESPN worthy, TNT worthy like matchup, Ball Brother versus Ball Brother. Yeah, why not? Think so. Yeah, it has to be televised. Yeah, why not? People are definitely going to tune in. I mean, they see the money behind it. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I would watch it. That would be fun. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially if they're both starting at like point guard, that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. There's a lot to look forward to next season. Um, overall, I know for you, obviously you had fun this season. Your team won it all. I had fun this season. It was a lot of great moments as always. Hey, you know, what's funny, <laughs> the Lakers, right? Like for the majority of my like childhood, they've, they've kind of been, you know, a dominant team in the NBA. And so when I first started watching basketball, it was like those, for, like the three Pete, right? Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics, and this is no offense, but they've always kind of, you know, they, they, they've never been good, like in my lifetime, right? <sighs> besides the, uh, <laughs> besides when they had a big three. And it's funny because, like, I learned about how many championships the Celtics had, like, like way later than I should have. <laughs> so when they had like 16 and like the Lakers had like 13 or something like that, like that hit me like right in the chest <laughs> for some reason that was so important to me i was like wait yeah. what i didn't realize the celtics had so many and i knew that they were like a crazy good team back in the day yeah. i just didn't realize that they had the record like growing up all i wanted to look into was like the showtime lakers and stuff like that you know and i always thought that they were just the better team 
but as a franchise, like the fact that now they're tied, like <laughs> even kinda, though like, even though call me salty, hey, but don't. don't. I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it. Oh I'm gonna do it. Those those Minneapolis Lakers championships. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to hear about those. We've been but in Boston is, from the beginning. When Boston, <laughs> those years that Boston won, like people were working part time jobs. As, like, I don't care. Regular jobs. I don't jobs. care. <laughs> like, I don't care. The competition. There was like eight or nine teams in the NBA at that time. Like, <laughs> but here's the thing: they were the Boston Celtics. That okay. has never changed. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's never changed. So, <laughs> so I'm going to need to go back and look at how many championships the Los Angeles Lakers have won because those are the ones I'm counting. So just, just I'll so give you that. Know. I'll give you that. Just so you know. So um, just real quick, I want to get into a quick story time. Um, earlier, you mentioned Udonis Haslam and people forget just how old that dude is. <laughs> I know you know this story, but when I was in fifth grade, there was like... <laughs> Some some type of I don't know why it was it was like an introductory letter to all the students, and it was telling you basically like what you could aspire to be, um, if you work hard at David Cox Elementary, right? So for for whatever reason, it was just a template where there was like all these blanks, and you have to fill in the blanks. So the teacher went around and she asked the student. <laughs> <laughs> there was a blank that said, you know, if you work hard, you could potentially, you know, you could be, and there was a blank space there. So for whatever reason, Udonis Haslam, I'm pretty sure this kid was like related to him because I don't know why, <laughs> but he told the teacher, oh, Udonis Haslam, like, like put his name in there. So by the time the letter gets to me, I'm reading this and it literally says on there, like, work hard. You know, be smart, do your homework, blah, blah, blah. And one day you can aspire to be Udonis Haslam. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? Like, we live, <laughs> this is like 2004. Like, yeah, that was a Kobe very relevant, a like, LeBron that is that, a thing. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't like that crazy at that time because he was like kind of relevant. Yeah, he was kind of relevant then, but it's like but, still like the amount yeah, of people. Yeah, no, it's still funny. Regardless of the time, it's, like, it's still funny. For exactly. sure. Exactly. I'm like, whew, that's who you thought of. Did um, he have like, did he have straight back cornrows, the kid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did he? No, I don't remember, but that's oh, hilarious okay. that you say that. Because um, <laughs> that's probably who he wanted to be like. Yeah. But just the fact that out of all the players, that's who you put on there. That was, I was like, yo, I might have to get out of here. Because if, if that's where I peak, and that's not a knock on him, but I'm like, yo, I want to peak at Kobe. I want to peak at, you know, LeBron. So. That, that's like one time uh, there's this kid. I, I know you know him. We're not going to say his name. But he, um, <laughs> we, were, we were playing basketball outside, right? And we're all like joking around and like taking jumpers, right? Like, you know, you'd be like, Kobe. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we'd yeah. be like, uh, Kobe or AI. You know, we're just saying random people's yeah, names, yeah. right? But we're all saying like big time players. And this kid comes, he's like, Channing Fry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Phoenix. Phoenix, uh, Channing Fry was kind of nice. No, he was, but still. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I don't know. I actually don't know who you're talking about, but Jenny Fry probably came off of like his career night. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and he probably watched ESPN that morning, and that's like the only person he could think of. So, yeah, no, that was that was so funny because we were naming all the all stars. <laughs> Channing Fry. We're like, all right. <laughs> so we just started saying like yeah. Bob Cousy, uh, Baron Davis, <laughs> JJ uh, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky Davis, <laughs> Chris Mim. Oh man. Nah, Listen, but man, um, let's get into our uh, old faithful segment. Yes, sir. Let's get into a bit of bias. Do you want to start us off this week? Uh sure, sure. I'll uh, I'll do it. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and look at my time, and I'll go ahead and start. So look, man. This is the year. This is the year. Los Angeles just won. Uh, the championship. So let's keep it. Let's keep it in Los Angeles. In baseball, the Dodgers are going to win it this year. Dodgers have been arguably the best team in baseball the last four or five years, and I think this is it. I think this is the year where it finally happens. We got the pitching for it. <laughs> You're laughing, but listen. Every year, Dave Roberts finds a way to just screw it up, and he's a guy <laughs> that's full of analytics. He's just. He likes to listen to the guys that work for Microsoft and that never played baseball a day in their lives. So this is the year we have the pitching, we have the bats, and we just got killed by the Braves in the ninth inning, which just is the most is the most Dodgers thing to do. But this is the year we're going to figure it out, and the Dodgers are going to be champs 2020. All right, well, I can't really... I can't dispute that because um, I don't have a horse in this race, so I don't dislike the Dodgers. So if they win, congrats to them. Uh, I think that would be awesome for L.A. to have the Lakers and Dodgers win in the same year. I don't think L.A. Mm-hmm. LA would know what to do with itself if that happened. But oh, Riots. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You're giving me a um, reason to riot? Yeah, yeah so that's, like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um but yeah, so you're you're saying like Dodgers um, will win the championship, but I want to talk about a team who's not gonna win the championship. <laughs> so let me start my time because boy oh boy, these are gonna be a fun sixty seconds, man. As you know, guys, I'm a Boston Celtics fan. I'm a New England Patriots fan, but I'm also a Boston Red Sox fan. My Red Sox did not perform well this season. And that's fine because the Yankees from New York, Yankees fans were the most arrogant fans this season to deal with. With their super team that they built, they were the most arrogant. And I just sat back because, you know, my team was bad. My team was bad. What can I say? We're rebuilding. We traded Mookie. Still hurts me to this day. But guess what? Guess where you're at, New York. Guess where you'll be spending the rest of the season. Right on the couch next to us. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. I hope you're happy, Yankees fans. I hope you're happy. My minute is up. My minute is up, so I'm going to let you go now, but I hope you're happy. That's all I have to say. Go Sox. Hey, man, so that wraps it up. Listen. We're a little bit of everything. There's a basketball podcast, but look at us, man. We're just... We're it's a just, couple of guys being dudes. 
Just a couple guys being dudes. That's all it is. So, hey guys, Man. it was it was a fun episode. Uh, we don't have Stat Guy with us, so uh, shout out to Stat Guy. Yeah, Stat Go Guy, ahead and man. Give him a shout out on Twitter. So, yeah, man. Everyone, shout out Stat Guy. Tell Stat Guy you missed him. He should be with us yeah. next episode. Um, but yeah, like Josh said, great episode once again. Thanks for listening. Um, you want to let him know the socials? Oh, did you see we got a we got a review? We did. We got our we first did review. Get a review. <laughs> we did get a review. Well, it wasn't our first. It wasn't our first. Oh, it wasn't. But this one was special because if you don't know, I recently got married and I just got a uh, review from my father-in-law who actually listens to the podcast. So shout out to him, man. Uh, he took the time out to write a nice review. And, you know, he doesn't like podcasts, but he he said he'd give mine a shot and he really enjoyed it. He also said, Josh, that he uh, he does relate to the tender heels. So Heck he yes. and you he know said what? we went I too to hard get into on that. you. I wanted to get into that because I had a li- at least four or five different people that reached out to me to let me know <laughs> that I'm not alone. So listen, Tender Heels community, stand up. Last episode was for you guys. Don't stand and up because <laughs> actually, <laughs> it depends. It, <laughs> it depends. Hey, it depends. If it's early in the morning, maybe just stay in bed. Yeah, just take stay, your time. Stay seated for a bit. Hang off the edge. Hang off the edge. <laughs> kick your feet a little bit. I'm telling you, it helps out. So. uh Hey, man. Yeah, no. Gotta get, uh, I got to get those. Yeah, so he marks. wrote us a very nice review, man. Uh, so shout out to my father-in-law. I appreciate you. Hope you continue to listen. And just like him, I hope everyone else continues to listen. I hope we can continue to provide just good basketball content, especially now that the season's over. The, the content will not stop coming. We're going to have some special stuff coming for you guys. So just stay tuned and. Um, yeah, so just like my father-in-law did, please, uh, subscribe, please rate us, please leave a review. If you enjoyed the show, it would be greatly appreciated. It helps us out so much. And, uh, yeah. Do you want to give him the socials, Josh? Yeah. So it's, uh, on IG, it's bias aside and on Twitter, it's bias aside pod. So if you guys have any questions, man, also reach out to us with questions because, like Jeffrey said, the content's not going to stop. But if you guys can make it easier on us, please, um, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, tackle that during an episode. Yeah, definitely, so. because I did get some questions that we're definitely going to answer um, next episode uh, because now it's just a free-for-all. We get to have some fun with it. So mm-hmm. um, just stay tuned. Uh, yeah, this has been episode That's six. It. Shout out to the uh, sponsors, Dr. Scholes. We'll hit you guys up uh, <laughs> later. And um, that's it. Yes, Peace. sir. We out. <laughs>